1: To 2-2, two, two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil, Lacazette, Ozil. it Go. go <laughs>
0: Hello, welcome to another Touchy Gooners podcast. I'm your host, Lewis, and I'm joined by uh Sheln, and we have got Dr. Lee as well, man. Gents, how are you doing? Are you excited about the season?
1: Like what, what are we feeling? I feel jubilant. Yeah? That's the only word I can use to describe it. I, I feel like I've got a spring in my step. Yeah. I feel like you know when um like, you know when you, you know when like you got a hot girl on your arm? <laughs> that's what I mean, that's what... Yeah, i like, I feel like the Ops are a little bit like, you see, Chelsea fans, they're moving a bit panicky, like, mm. moving a bit, a bit suspect, and, uh, yeah. and you are you know, just feeling yourself like, what, 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 what are you, what are you trying to say? Like, anytime anyone's like, oh, chat for everyone, though, so, yeah. they're yeah. they're moving a
0: bit haphazard, like just just they've got they've got the machine gun, they're just going after everyone, Cucarella, <laughs> like yeah. Frankie De Jong, everyone, um, Carney, Chiqui Meccano, is that how I say it?
1: I think I did a good job of saying his name there. No, you you, you <laughs> have tortured it. But, but, um,
2: how can you say you put a car on, bro? That brother's a bad <laughs> <meaning>. <laughs> <laughs> It's no. not
1: his name. No, no, tri- no. Ch- bro. Me, oh, Chukwameko, Chukwameko. Sorry. Uh, okay. um, top Bodies going around with the belly on, man, and he's just trying to stick up everybody. That's all he's mm. doing, man. He has no plan, nothing. He's just like, give me a watch. Give me a watch. It's a Casio. All right, now you give me your watch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, nah. and it's it's, it's
0: interesting what to watch because obviously with us, we, we've kind of got like a bit of stability there, whereas Chelsea have got this whole upheaval and there's obviously an argument to be made that, you know, you look at the teams in, you know, the top teams anyway in the Premier League, we're like one of the most stable teams, right? Like Man United, new manager and just constantly in a a, a, a transition progress, right? That That is Man United for the last decade. It's just been... Transition and instability, key players not happy, you know, and, and obviously they got the new manager. You've got Chelsea with new ownership, you know, half the, half their defence is gone, you know, struggling. Well, we're struggling to kind of get some players over the line, but it now seems like, you know, they're doing some business now. But again, transition year probably for them. Um, we've got Man City who have just bizarrely seemed to be letting you know, a large chunk of their squad go. Um, some questionable players like, you know, Bernardo Silva. I mean, I think it'd be crazy to let Bernardo Silva go. Absolutely crazy. Like, if they were to let Bernardo Silva go, I think Liverpool would be my favourites to win the league. But we'll see if that happens. And then you've got Liverpool, obviously, without Mane. You know, it's we're, we're, when you look at it, it's us and Spurs who are, like, really, really stable. And and that seems like quite a strange things to, to say over the last five or ten years like that we'd be the most stable club but um is that giving you Sean I'll start with you is that giving you some confidence going into um this season like this whole stable kind of feel that we've got we know what our cards are leading into the the start of the season
2: I, I, I think the stability definitely plays a factor you know I think we're in a stage where we're trying to build so obviously we're not trying to lose anyone that we don't want to lose do you know what I mean so we're trying to we're the ones you know we've been spending a lot we're just trying to so we have the base now you know if you were you know buying a house uh, as you've just done and we're trying to design it the way we we want to design it now in it so um so yeah overall I think you know like you said us and Spurs we're, we're just trying to you know build the squad accordingly so so yeah let's let's see let's see how it pans out man I'm I am like Leroy, I think this is the first preseason where I'm just really just calm and zen. Mm. Like I'm not like panicking. Like there's still obviously there's stuff we'd ideally like to do, you know, we'd still like to bring in another centre mid, another winger. But um as it is, the first eleven, you know, when everyone's fit, I think is I think is strong. Um, obviously we have some depth issues, but then I guess, you know, on the flip side, Tierney, Tomiyasu, um, ESR, Vieira, none of these guys play in pre-season. So, you know, some of the guys who have been coming off the bench. They won't actually be the guys coming off the bench when these guys are back. So, um, you know, I think at the moment we probably got about a core of 17, which, you know, I'd be happy with. Um, if we can add another two more, um, you know, I think, you know, some of the issues we struggled with last season was when the first 11 wasn't fit and, you know, some guys were out. Um, the rotated in guys really, really struggled in it. So um, and you saw our level drop. But um, you know now if you look, you know Tom Yasu, White a right back, Tiniy Zinchenko, you know there's abilities to chop and change and not lose too much, you know. So it's just a case of, hopefully we can add um another centre mid and uh, another forward, um so you know, just make me confident that you know we can rotate accordingly throughout the season.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna let you skip over the fact that you 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 uh. You you said that you're you're in a zen like state. Like, what the fuck is this from? Like, what are you
1: talking about? What is it
0: about?
1: I don't did you did you hear that, Dr. Lee? Did you did oh, you hear that? I, I heard him. I heard him, man, man. Like, you know, it's like my Communications and PR. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my man literally like has a thesaurus in his pocket. So, <laughs> hey, listen, we have he's giving zen vibes, part. yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah man so no overall yeah no it's 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 looking it's looking okay hopefully um you know we're in a phase at the moment where we're trying to sell you know we're trying to have some outgoing. so hopefully across the next couple weeks we can get them them dons out um and then you know we can sort of finalize our business
0: yeah well, before we move on to the, you know, the nitty gritty and, and the uh, the whole bolts of nuts and bolts of the season preview. um, Just got some like bits of news to share. We've obviously, I don't know, most of you may have already seen it, but we've got um, tickets out for our Touchdown Facts live show. It's a very, very important live show. It's going to be Man United versus Arsenal, right? Um, It's going to be at Belushi's in London Bridge. I think we've sold nearly 100 tickets already. So it's going to be a mad, mad <laughs> event, okay. you know.
1: We also, need to
0: dunk on them. That listen, day. listen, listen, oh, listen.
1: let us I, dunk on them.
0: <laughs> do, do, do you know what? I was looking at the tickets and I, I saw I saw a few names on there that I recognised, but we need more Tachi presence because the thing is, like, we can't go there light, you know. We've got to go there heavy-handed, you know, with the big muscle, just in case because you know old traffic could be a bit sticky you know old traffic could be a bit sticky it was sticky for us last season even though we were in you know confident spirits headed into that game it was sticky for us last season so listen we need you guys to turn up um i think the early bird tickets are still about um they're a tenner you know um that I'll, I'll leave the link in the description for you um yeah purchase your tickets come down watch the game with us the chelsea west ham game will be on before as well um come and just you know, experience it with us. We'll do the typical live show afterwards where we can break down the game and hopefully we can really dunk on these uh, Mogger guys and their optimism heading into the season. But 4th of September, be there or be square. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I appreciate all your backing on this one because I can't I can't do it we can't do it by ourselves man. We can't do it by ourselves. We need you guys there. Um so yeah guys let's get into the the, the season preview right so I think koos he's put together like um that spreadsheet hasn't he? he's got people filling it out and I was quite I was going through the responses because I haven't I haven't actually given mine yet. Right. I don't know have you guys put in your predictions yet
1: for the season? Yeah
2: yeah I, I went I went crazy on it man.
1: Did you? Right. Yeah yeah, yeah I, I went to I,
2: I went, I went top four still so.
1: No, I've right. okay. put my predictions in, but the thing is, unless we make signings, mine are pretty grim to be honest. If we make signings, though, mine will improve dramatically. Right? Let's. Like, let's I've gone because I've gone heavy in the group. I've gone heavy in, in both both group chats. So
0: yeah. I, 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 I saw, I I saw you. I saw your uh, um, your responses. Let's let's have a little look. Yeah, because like I'm going through the responses now, right? And you know, we got forty eight percent of us. No, but even more. Bloody hell, there's like 70% of people who have answered the survey that that, that think we'll finish in the top four. <laughs> That's crazy. Without signings, I don't see it. I'm sorry. We've got uh how far will we getting Europa League? Got 40, 50 forty-five percent uh, of us say are saying we're gonna win Europa League. Well this positive vibes, like uh, where, where is this stemming from? Like well, where
2: is it pre pre-season has gassed everybody around yeah to be fair I ain't gonna lie like if if we look at it you know we just take a step back and look at it holistically when we had our first 11 out on the pitch last season you know I think we can all reference that period from like say December to March and you know we were consistently churning out good performances week in week out so we're looking to see you know if we can extrapolate that over the course of a season add some more quality personnel um we actually have a striker He's not a geriatric, he can actually move, you know. Um, he's a threat both directly or indirectly. Um, so yeah, man, I feel like there's you know, to the starting eleven, I would only make maybe one or two changes max, you know, from what it is, you know, um the upgrade opportunities as, as have been discussed, uh or possibly Xhaka and Martinelli. But if Xhaka and Martinelli start the season, I'm not mad at it, do you know what I mean? But I think you know, we need other options there as well to to sort of strengthen as well. So um, if we can get those options in, then I think the squad as a whole looks looks really really strong, and we've got you know good competition for places. So I think that's probably where where it stems from. You know, um, even though the season didn't end like we wanted it to, um, there were good facets to take from it last season, and um, you know I like the business we've done so far. I just hope like we can complete it um, before the month is out, essentially.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's fair. Um, just let's put our cards on the table right like what are the season objectives you know what is um what is a failure
1: for you and what is a success uh season objective is very very simple champions league football anything else is a failure
0: by by hook or by crook
1: what does that Um, mean winning the europa league or um um, actually that's a lie no top four top four and champions League
2: yeah yeah same 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 for me and and I'm saying top four via league because for me that's the most sustainable form of improvement we got 69 points in the league last season and we didn't have a striker so you know I'm hoping we can look between around we can look around a 75, 75 80 point mark this season so for me top four has to come via the league you know um we've spoken about how cup competitions you know you, you can sometimes fluke it. it's not really a a marker of a team's actual quality, in my opinion. So seeing where we are, especially how competitive the top six is. So if we can get top four by there, for me, that's progress. And, and that's what Arteta needs to do, bearing in mind, you know, how much money and expenditure he's been allowed to spend. And, you know, he might still spend a bit more this window. So it has to be top four for the league for me.
0: Granted, that is unlikely, right? But say we get a scenario where, I don't know, we finish on 81 points and we miss out on top
2: four by a point um that you th- then you'd have to look at that extreme because i think what's the highest points total that's missed out on top four eight i don't think eight, no one's ever got eighty-one points and missed out on top four you know what i
0: mean yeah fair. i think the highest say, say, say like 76 75 76 points it's not good
2: enough to, yeah for me it's not good enough because i'd still need to see what other teams above us got like mm-hmm. for me the, the objective clearly has to be you know it just it just has to be top four by the league by hook or by cook you know mm-hmm. so and then, like I said, that that's the mark of a of a of a good team, you know, yeah. achieving top four via the league. Um,
0: so, so, Sean, you've already said that you you've put your you know, your prediction as we're gonna finish in the top four. Um, uh,
2: in that in the spreadsheet, yeah, I said we're gonna finish in the top four, yeah.
0: Yeah. Dr. Lee, you've said you, we aren't unless we get certain signings. So where where do you think we need to strengthen in particular and and who do you think we could sign from now until the end of the window that would maybe swing your opinion a little bit
1: um so my big thing is i still think that thomas party is a single point of failure in this team I feel that what he provides in not even in terms of his he, he does a lot of yeah. stuff. Like Thomas yeah. Partey is a sensational player and he's a bit of a unicorn. You're not gonna be able to replace him like for like. But my issue is when he doesn't when he's not in the team, the biggest problem in the team from my from my opinion is ball progression. We don't progress the ball in a quality way to find our attackers. And that really makes us look like a it makes us look night and day. It makes it look like a completely different team. So for me, the biggest issue is to Remove that single point of failure because he has been injury prone, um, and he's not been fit for um, a long, long spells in his tenure here. And he, um, we, we don't know what's going to happen. So that that's my big issue. So if we sign someone, ideally who can play in the left eight, but someone who either can play in the lone six and deputise and do the ball progression role as well, even though if they're not quite as good defensively, or at least if we then move to a double pivot with him and Shaka, new player and Shaka and the ball progression is still top quality, then I still feel that we'll be fine. Um, with that so that's a big one. The next one is, I feel like we need more goals from out wide. And I feel like we need another player out wide who can run in behind. Because the biggest issue that we have when we don't have Saka, because Saka is another player who's got a very broad skill set. He can come in and play on the inside, or he can stretch the and go on the outside. He can dribble and he can stretch people and goes in behind. Martinelli goes in behind as well. I feel like the problem with Pepe, the problem with Reese Nelson, the problem with all these players is they all come to feet and none of them stretch in behind. People are saying about Fabio Vieira playing in that role. People are saying Emil Smith-Rowe is actually a good one because Emil Smith-Rowe does both jobs as well. He can come inside and go outside, and that's why his impact in the scene in terms of his movement is really good. But I think we need a winger who is going to be fit, who is intense? Who can score goals and who can run in behind? I think that's the big bit missing. If we get a midfielder who can stretch these running behind and dribble, and we can get um, a midfielder who can progress the ball, and um, when party is out, or who's going to be a eight of top quality, I feel like we're not going to be far behind the top two.
0: I think I think they're they're fair points. Like um, the party one is particularly concerning because. You know, we saw it at the back end of last season, right? I, I've mentioned on this pod time and time again that, you know, the the absence of Partey is too easy to predict. When we lost Partey um, after the Palace game, I think we all fought the worst, right? We all fought the worst and we had a few wins in there where we thought, oh, maybe we can do it. But ultimately, it, it wasn't enough, really. I think when Partey got injured, how many did we lose in the end? Was it like five of the last eight or something like that? Something silly, right? Um and it is a, a real big concern like trying to keep him in the team and um obviously keeping him fit and whatnot. Um Sean, do you do you echo the same concerns as Leroy and and what what gives you the confidence to say no? Do you know what those aren't gonna be as big like pivotal issues for us in making top four?
2: No, no, I, I agree. I think you know. For me, uh Party's the most important player in the team. He's the best and he's the most important player. Um I guess, you know, if you're looking for a counter argument, the flip side is most teams don't have, you know, replacements for their best players. Just the reality is those are unicorn players. You can't find players with that sort of that level of skill set to to replace, you know, to do what he does. So um what you do, you know, if he is unavailable, you try and find different ways to mitigate it. I think you know and Arteta's methods in in my opinion what he's trying to do is trying to have you know different avenues build up um so for example you know we've seen you know the center backs are tasked with trying to break lines um, we have inverted fullbacks who play in the same line as the defensive midfielder. So I think what was really interesting, you know, touching on the Sevilla game at the weekend, is that you saw the rotations between Xhaka and Zinchenko. There are moments where, you know, Zinchenko is literally picking up the ball in the center circle, hitting Diag, spinning in, um, you know. So I think he's, there's, they're trying to look for different ways. So to not rely on party as a single point of failure. So it remains to be seen how effective that is. But I think, you know, you can't replace party essentially so you have to try and find different ways i'm not convinced that arteta wants to return to a double pivot i think you know he's going to try and make it work with these inverted fullbacks which is why i think he was so keen on you know which is why he's brought zinchenko and before that he was so keen on lissandro martinez as well because he's trying to add different avenues different angles in the build-up because it adds another layer of unpredictability you've seen um i think in both games you know zinchenko's hit some long diags from the left to the right over to Saka as well, which is which has helped him really opening up the pitch and giving us different angles as well. So, um, yeah, to, I mean, to come back to the main point, I don't think we can replace Thomas Party essentially, he's the most important player in the team, but we have to find different ways of managing. Um, and that's why I think he's trying to layer up in terms of the technical level. So, you know, even if you do have like an any that you have to put in there, if he's surrounded by better technicians, you, you can sort of mitigate against that that sort of absence because essentially when you're trying to progress the ball, having technicians on the pitches is, is the easiest way to, you know, to, to venture around that. You know, Wenger used to have sometimes like Flamini or, you know, them guys in, but he was surrounded by a better technicians. So you never
1: really felt the heavy drop in the technical level, I think. So that that's probably uh, a way around it. One thing I'm quite disappointed we didn't see in pre season, um, and I know a lot of people were sort of shouting in the group, particularly Coops and uh, Rowan. One. I will, I really, the more I watch him, I really think Zinchenko can do a job in that party role. He may not be able to do a defensive job, but from a ball progression job, when I watch him, I think you could do this if you put him there. I really do. Um, Because he's mobile enough to close a space, even though he's not fantastic in his duels and all that type of stuff. But he really has a good ability to progress the ball. And I really wish we just tried it for a bit so I could have a look at it in preseason. But that's just my thoughts anyway. We need someone else.
0: That's that's a decent shot, to be fair. Um, Sincheka, I haven't seen enough of him. Because you see, what Partey offers you is like. It's not just the progression it's the ability to do things in split second moments it's the ability to evade the press it's the ability to you know those little swivels that he does on the ball just to evade one marker and just to put himself from back to goal to now facing you know facing the the opposition's goal and it's things like that i'm not sure i haven't i've never seen zinchenko do it so i don't know if he's capable of doing it so he looks like a great passer yeah. Um, but he looks like a great passer from left-back to me, you know, and, and I've seen Xhaka have great passing games from left-back because the, the game is just a completely dynamic, a different dynamic there, right? Like, you get far more time on the ball, you see the whole pitch, you know, it's just a different a different game. I, I haven't necessarily seen the skill set from Zinchenko to say he could do that side to what Partey does. I you think, know? He can. I think but, he's shown
1: a lot of press resistance, yeah. I think he's shown a lot of agility... I think he's showing the ability to be able to get away from people and turn away from people. That's not the part I'm worried about. Mm. The part I'm worried about is um, defensively in terms of uh, stopping counter that, that's the only thing that can, would concern me. But in terms of a ball progression perspective, I really think
2: he could do the job. I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about anything about Zinchenko. Technically, you know, I think technically he's probably one of the best players in the whole squad. Do you know what I mean? I thought it was telling when Carl Walker was asked to describe the three best players um, technically at City, and he said it was him, Bernardo Silva, and Mahrez. So, um, and I've seen him. Obviously, you know, you've got a caveat it with the fact that it's international football when he plays um, centre mid with Malinowski um for Ukraine um he looks really really good there so yeah I've got no problem he can evade pressure very very good passer um both short and long so I'm not worried about him worried about him there like Leroy said it's probably defensively where he might you know get tested more you know people might try and hit long Diags over his side he's probably not the strongest aerially, which is probably you know why you look back and we probably favored initially you know Lisandro Martinez as the signing um there but on the ball you know he gives us a lot a lot of quality man so it might be something which is child I'm, I'm, I'm not sure it will be um but yeah I think you know we're layering up on technicians essentially to replace mm. when parties are I think I think that that's the way Arteta is trying to work around it and you know the inverted midfielders inverted fullbacks up sorry to give another avenue and build up I think it's likely that we
0: personally I I, I think we're going to make top four and I'm doing it I I do agree with Lira because I think if our um if our team stays the same as it is I don't think we have enough to get top four. Um, I think it'd be tight, but I don't think we have enough. But I'm I'm putting us as making top four because I'm going off to the presumption that we're actually going to strengthen the team. And I feel like we probably will sign Telemans. Um, and no matter what people say and you know people's reservations about Tielemans, I think he does have a lot of technical quality that you know can. Um, be very useful to this team especially in possession and make us um miss partay less
2: I was just about to say even though he's not you know another one probably agility concerns off the ball he's played six before and you know Leicester have played him as a six as well so he he's someone who um ranks I can't remember I saw it on fprev I can't remember what other website I saw he ranks in like the top. Five are in the league for you know ball progression as well, yeah. so um, yeah, he, he ranks very, very highly. So he has a lot of um middle and final third entries as well, so um, it's probably a reason why they're looking at him as well.
0: Yeah, you're still not keen on that signing, I assume. Dr. Leroy,
1: um, uh, you know what, I'm not, it's not my favorite player, but I don't know enough to suggest someone else, mm. and I, I still think Fabian Rees is better than him, even though he's got athletic. Uh, athleticism problems. I still think Fabian Fabri- Ruiz is a far superior player, and I think he will end up going to Madrid on a free and shocking
0: everyone.
1: Mm. Probably not in our market, though, right?
2: I mean, uh, we could easy get him. I think I getting, think, yeah, mil. he's he's in his he's in the last we're year of his contract. Year of contract. He's available for like 20, twenty. He's not expensive. Twenty-five. He's the same age as Telemans. Twenty-five as well. So, I mean, if we really wanted him, I don't see why we couldn't get him. The because only essentially,
0: issue is Madrid. That's what I'm saying. If Madrid are interested in you, we don't.
1: Do we really? But start are Madrid interested in him? him?
2: Because Madrid of what?
1: On a free. They, apparently, they want to take him next year on a free.
2: Well, but so he might
1: hold. He might just wait it out.
2: Yeah. We'll see what happens with him because there haven't been any strong links with him. I thought there were going to be loads of teams interested in him. Mm. Yeah. So we'll we'll see them. We'll yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned obviously the attacking, uh, the attacking role as well. Um, I think Fabrizio Romano has just done a podcast. Uh, where is it? Give me sport, I think it is. He he says, on potential attacking recruits, at the moment it is not something close and more than a mystery. I will say that they are working on many names but at the same point now for Arsenal it really is important to complete the outgoings. So it does kind of seem like we're trying to get players out the door to bring players in and we've kind of seen um, you know a bit of a yeah, just shotgunning people out of the door right at the moment aren't we just like just booting them out of the door really and truly it's um not getting much money for these players at all Leno 4 million and that crazy add-ons like what the hell was that I've never seen a deal like that before you you stay up once you get a, a bonus you stay up twice you get another bonus like that's <laughs> crazy crazy um yeah I've never seen do like that before and I just feel like that's really poor business from us but you know um if we do need to get players out, is is it necessarily a bad thing that we're... I think it has to be a bad thing, right? Because there are two sides to doing business. You can't just let players go willy-nilly. And now we're gaining a reputation of being really bad sellers and people could just take the piss with our players, really, in truth. I
2: think we're very bad sellers and there's no two ways about it. I guess, obviously, the caveat some people will say is that, you know, we've got some of these squad players on very high wages. So, you know, people are trying to... um, you know low ball us on the transfer fee and you know we're going to have to take hits because you know some of the continental teams can't afford the wages some of these guys are on so um so at the moment I think with these last batch of players we're, just, we're trying to get out you know from the previous regime we just have to get them out the door essentially um it doesn't look to me like might they care about how much money they're getting I might be wrong I think they're just trying to free up squad space um which is which is essentially what it is it's a weird one though because obviously they're talking about getting out of Coins, but they bid heavily for Rafinha, So it didn't look like they were dependent on Pepe or Reese Nelson going then. So all of a sudden it seems why are they dependent on them going now? I don't know. I don't know, man. But yeah, um, I feel like I'm more confident we get this, we're gonna get the centre mid rather than the winger. I feel like someone more more guys had to leave for the winger to come in, which is which is a shame, but yeah, it is what it is, man.
0: Yeah, I don't see that forward coming in at all, personally. I just no, first I of all I don't I've don't hear any names really and i don't really see who we could sign
2: although i mean, although I, I think to, to to your point they have been saying that um they said it's been hard to get news out of arsenal this summer they said yeah. Arsenal have been trying to move very very quietly so then they're not leaking much but i also hear you generally speaking i thought rafinha from an age profile from the versatility standpoint it made the most sense in it so You know, I don't know how many other 25 year olds there are on the market that we could get that would come to us, that would improve us straight away. It just feels like, you know, very, very specific. So I feel like we're probably gonna have to take a punt on someone younger again. And in an ideal world, that's not what you'd want to do because, you know, we've got enough young projects. You know, you want someone around Rafinha's age who's ready to deliver now, but I just don't know who that is, which is why they might do another thing. I don't know, obviously I'm just projecting here, like, you know, where they didn't get Vlaavich in Jan and they just decided to wait? Because obviously, Jesus, they wouldn't have been able to get in Jan. Yeah. And they just waited. So, so, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be another waiting or... So, yeah, we just have to wait and see, man. It could like, be yeah, another I'm, I'm... Fabio
0: Vieira thing, right? Like, just yeah, out it, of the it, it, blue, it could, just, lose this blue, guy,
2: you, you know? Don't, and you, you
0: don't know. You don't know. So mm-hmm. Kwaku says the deals are poor because the cr- recruitment has been poor. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think Leno was very good signing for us. I think he did very well when he played. You know, had a a few shaky moments towards the end and lost his place. But never is Leno a a £4 million goalkeeper. You know, we shouldn't be making losses on Guendouzi, Torreira. All of these were really talented players when we signed them and played well for us. So it's it's kind of mad that we're making, you know, quite substantial Ls on these players as well. We're not even, you know, breaking even on these players. Like, why do you think it is we're getting, you know, shafted and... What what do we get for Ter- Torreira? Is it six and a half million for Torreira? Uh, eight eight million, I think, for Ganduzi. Was it? You know, it's it's not great, man. It's not great, especially when you see, you know, Brighton apparently going to be bidding thirty million for what's his name Wheel from Chelsea, and it's uh, Villa have just got twenty million for Carney. You know, it's why are we getting? lowballed with these with these offers for for clearly in my opinion good players
1: it's a wages man because at the end of the day when you put players on like Pabamari on 75 grand a week there's a very very limited amount of teams that can afford that in the first place and even if so you've got to kind of subsidize it with the fee that's a big factor and also it's a fact that we've handled those players so I'll take this management here hasn't been great because he's ostracised players, and it's made it very, very difficult. Because people know, people know we want them out. People know that they're not part of the plan, and people know that they've, we, they'll basically take what we, um, whatever we'll take whatever they we, they give us, basically, and that's it. Cause only yeah. and the players haven't made it easy as well. Like Leno said, I want to stay in London. So who else? Where else is he going to go? I think Leicester were looking at him to replace Kasper Schmeichel, and he's not interested. Bellerin as well. Bellerin's had so many you it's know teams
2: interested game. in but all he wants is Batiste and it's just you, taking the piss
1: an arsehole. I swear to oh, god
2: He, 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 even the Torreiro thing now They're saying he's stalling on Galatasaray Even though Arsenal have agreed a feat With Galatasaray But they're saying he wants Valencia But Valencia mm. don't have any money And then you are going to loan him to Valencia When his contract are expires you? next summer They're killing us, bro They're killing us,
0: just leave Just leave, man, gosh um, But anyway that's, That kind of concludes the, the transfer There hasn't been anything else, has there? Any, outgo- any more outgoings other than those guys?
2: Well, we're, we're, hope, we're hoping Mari goes to some Serie A team. I think Monza. Monza. Um, but the I need... I, I still need... I still need... Do uh, you know what? It, I, still, but I still need the others out. I need Nelson out. I need Ainsley out. I need... I mean, Pepe, I don't think he's going anywhere. So that's going to be a big hindrance. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ainsley, um, Nelson. I just need more squad space created, man. Mm, 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 mm.
0: Let's go through um, Kuz's, uh um spreadsheet because you both feel that i actually haven't filled it out yet so um let me get it up here so we've done the where will Arsenal finish this season um what about the next question how far will Arsenal get in the europa league i Good find up. these questions so difficult to answer like we, we don't know who's <sighs> going to come down from the champions league we don't know like what our priority is going to be like we could be walking top four you know, and Europa League becomes like a really secondary priority, right? Like, it, or if like we're if we're in massive contention to get in top four, and we have to like, you know, prioritize the top four. I don't know. Like, is that question that... with cups? I can I can never like gauge. You know, but, how- but
2: I, I guess I guess isn't that the case? That's why we're trying to build a bigger squad. I mean, obviously we have a big squad now, but in terms of quality, you know, that's why we're trying to. And obviously, the five sub rule comes into effect this season as well. So. um I think you know if we get a centre mid and a winger we should try and go for both because there'd be adequate you know squad rotation there's good enough options to mix and match accordingly um but yeah I mean for me top four by the league should be priority um but you know it's easy to get to the Europa what, last round of 16. oh easily, I mean, that with, yeah be... and then obviously and then that's when you to start to reevaluate because then you see you know what teams have come out of the Champions League what other teams you might get drawn against obviously so um and there are priorities because if you remember in Emery season, he gambled on the Europa and we messed up in the pre-minute. So, mm. so yeah. So, but for me, it, it, it would be the priority. I'm not sure what I will put down on that list. I think I said uh, semi. I think did I say semi? I can't remember. I think yeah, I said that. So. I probably put final. down. I probably thought. I mean, we should. Uh, on paper, we should be at least semi-final winner, but obviously, we we, we don't know um, the external factors that that might come into play oh it's all
0: Um, done by email i don't know yeah Um,
2: and but but if if we're you know if we're looking if top four is looking likely i I couldn't care less to mm. be fair it'd be nice to win don't get me wrong because we don't have a great european history and it'd be nice to pick up a european trophy um we're not in a position to be snobbish you know it'd be nice to you to win Europa, but um yeah top four via league for me so yeah Mm. dots lee um i reckon we get semis yeah
0: I think that's probably got to be like the minimum requirement, right? Semis. You've got to be one of the four best teams in that competition, surely.
1: Uh, it's, it's a tough one, man. It's all circumstantial, but I reckon we get to the semis because I think we're going to take it quite seriously.
0: Yeah, fair. Uh, player of the year. Interesting one. Who did you guys vote for? I don't even remember. Jesus. Oh, Gabby Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jesus. Gabby Jesus, yeah. Stocks are, Stocks are all in this young man, right? What's his goals going record in the preseason? Is it is it six? Seven
1: in seven in five. Seven in five. Can't lie, you know. I'm leveraged. I've taken out my mortgage. <laughs> <you> we <know, laughs> have a loan. I've maxed out all my borrowing, and I put it in Jesus' stock. I, I, I believe, man. It's me taking me to the moon. Worth a dogecoin, man. <laughs>
0: how how many points do you think Jesus is worth to us this season?
1: Tough
0: question. Like if we had Jesus last season.
2: If we had Jesus last season, I think we would have got top four. I think we would yeah.
1: have comfortably got top
2: four. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's what I'm, that's what I'm yeah. getting at here. It's so, like maybe even pushing Chelsea for third yeah, place, yeah, right? yeah, we probably
1: would have got yeah. third, actually.
0: Yeah. So, like, in, in that case, then you're probably saying Jesus is probably points. worth, like, what, seven points to us? At Eight least. points? At least. Yeah, at least. That's, that's a lot of points. It's a I, lot I of points.
2: I my, think my, my only slight concern with Jesus here yeah, is that the way he plays here yeah, this guy is non-stop intense bro. Mm. like just runs till it hurts every game minute and that's great like but you know it's a long season then you factory man's gonna go World Cup so I just hope we obviously manage it right with Eddie as well you know we get we get it we get it right in it and yeah don't, Eddie don't
1: has to lad. get minutes.
2: Eddie has to get minutes. I'm does. sure I'm, uh, Ed, Eddie will. I'm not worried about Eddie getting minutes, you know, because I think I've to trust him, and obviously he'll get all the Europa early minutes. He'll get all the cup, Carling Cup minutes as yeah. well. He might and even look
0: sharp as fuck as yeah, well, Eddie, man. Eddie looks he, he, looks he looks sharp, sharp very sharp. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like he he actually deserves to play at this point in time, you know. Um, I, I'm going to go for Jesus as well. I think it's a bit of a no-brainer, really. I think he's. Probably gonna. I think he's gonna hit. I've got a feeling he's gonna hit the ground running. You know, just preseason form. And I know people say preseason don't matter, but for a striker, if you're smashing in goals seven in five in preseason games, and we're talking about beating, you know, decent teams as well, like Sevilla. I don't think Sevilla probably being, being beaten been beaten six nil by anyone pre- preseason or not. You know,
2: we beat yeah, Chelsea. When was the last time they even lost that heavily to anybody? You know, right. So, exactly. So.
0: I mean, and they drew to Spurs like a what, like a week before. They drew one-one, yeah. I think, to Spurs. So people could say it's just friendlies, it's just friendly. But... And and
2: and I, I don't like that take as well, because I think you know, back in the day, people used to come to preseason unfit. So it was literally pre-season was about getting fit. But yeah. now these guys come back, they're almost like semi-fit, you know. So I think mm-hmm. it's more about working on the tactical nuances now within yeah. pre-season in it. How you want to play, how you want to establish slight tweaks. Um, yeah, I think yeah. It's, it's past that, man. I think yeah. teams do take. Almost preseason semi-seriously, anyway, because it, I think it's probably indicative of, of how you're going to start. If you look at how bad we had a preseason last season, you know, we were losing to what like, so it was like Hibs, we lost to like Spurs, we lost to Chelsea, all in preseason. It was a terrible preseason, so
0: yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, young player of the year, 23 and under, who do you guys go for? I've seen Eddie. Seeing Eddie. I'm sure, I think I went Eddie. Let's have a
2: look. Who? What did people go for? I think I just went for the obvious Saka. I think I went Saka. Yeah. Summary here. I'm high on Eddie, man. Uh, so Eddie. for the
0: previous question, 75 percent of people went for Jesus, and Saka was second with 17. For this Young Player of the Year, Saliba. <laughs> Actually, leads no.
2: To I went Saliba. I, I think I went Saliba as well. I got, I got sucked in on that one.
0: It's Saliba. Second is Saka and third Martinelli uh I don't know who you went for Uh, you can have a little look don't worry about it it.
1: it's
0: all it's all done by email oh no I can I can see yours now uh you went for Eddie yeah you went for Eddie you were one of the three people who went for Eddie (laughs) no I I hear it though because I'm not mad at that I'm not mad at it at all I think I think Eddie has the potential to go. What 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 do they say? Cause uh, go Super Saiyan is it?
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh my
1: day! Is that the terminology? Oh, you oh, kill me. Yeah, you could be. What were you watching as a child, bro?
2: Bro, what I was getting up from school to fling that on, boy. Oh, <laughs>
1: get away! It.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, I used to watch gardening shows as a child. <laughs> What's that, okay, ginger, that, that ginger, that
1: ginger, what's
2: her name, Charlie? Oh, or something, he's now watching Alan Tickmore. <laughs> L- L- Lewis was coming to home to watch Holmes Under the Hammer, wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> pre Dion Dublin.
2: Oh,
0: yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so what, so Sean, who did you go with? Um, Saka,
2: was it Saka? Oh, okay. Oh, no,
0: you said Saliba. You I said, said Saliba. Saliba. Uh, Leroy's gone. Um Eddie, uh, I think it'll be Saka. I think it'll be yeah. Saka. Yeah. I think in terms of like who will actually be awarded, I think it'll be Saka. Um, now, this is an interesting one. This is really spread like like around multiple players. So we've got, who will be the surprise of the season?
2: Uh, so we've I, got... I, I, I know what I put on this, but I've completely changed my mind. I've, okay. I've, I've, who? So who have you gone with? I think i put Saliba. Okay. But I'm going to change my mind and say Fabio Vieira. surprise of the season I feel like he's gonna have a really slow start but I think like as the season goes on like you gotta remember yeah we didn't this guy wasn't cheap you know and we we bought this guy based off his output was very very high last season I think Mm. it's been a shame obviously he's he's been injured and he's only just now back in training so we haven't got to see him yet but I think he's a really good player personally I mean he's a really really good player I think he'll be one of those that pleasantly surprise people when they see him so right I'm
0: always a bit concerned by players who join and miss all of preseason. I find that puts you at a massive hindrance for when the season comes because you're always playing catch up and um, you're just a yard sh- like less sh- like behind everyone else, not as sharp as everyone else. Um, I think people have earned their stripes in preseason, so you're automatically behind them in the pecking order um i just yeah i i not not to say that i write off his season i just don't expect him to do much for the first few months or so i don't don't really see
2: yeah yeah no i I do think he'll start slow to be fair Mm. and obviously he'll be eased in because obviously he's not paid so he's not even match fit right now and (laughs) it's he needs to he needs to play in it but i think i think he'll pleasantly surprise people personally that's the one i'm gonna hang out uh
0: dr lee what are you going for i swear i went for eddie again just go for Eddie again. Now I agree with you on Eddie. It's like I, 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 was saying to some colleagues at work today. Right, I wanted them to take a bet with me, that um, a match bet that Eddie would outscore Martinelli and Emil Smith from not not combined, but yeah,
1: um, I'll, I'll, just I'll individually. I think, think he'll do that.
0: Yeah, I can I can see Eddie properly lighting it lighting it up this season and like. You know, making a name for himself. Not, not, not to say that he's going to go on to be this like, you know, top class striker that we've all been yearning for for the last, you know, five or six years or whatever. But, well, not five or six years because we had album, But you know, for the last couple of years at least, been yearning for that top top shooter. But I think he can, you know, solidify himself as being, you know, a Premier League player and and actually worthy of playing at Arsenal as well, um, which is you know really important for him. I think. Um, so yeah, he'd be my surprise. But the the listeners they've gone for so Vieira and Laconga are joint interesting. A lot of people have got stocks in Laconga. A lot of them. A, a lot of people have been impressed by what they've seen by Laconga and preseason. How have you? I wouldn't say I've been impressed. No, but I don't. I I haven't been like concerned or like I feel. I do feel like you guys are quite harsh on him.
2: Do, 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 do you know why it is i think Cludo. i just think because it's, it's the uh, opportunity think, cost isn't yeah it? and, and he, he, it's because he was bought you know the money we spent on him you thought maybe we could have just put more towards someone who could have maybe dislodged xhaka and then you know we were told that he was going to be xhaka and parties back up but mm-hmm. then come the end of the season he's behind on any in the picking yeah. do you know what i mean so and and put it this way you know because I was I was listening to his interview today big up daps um on that interview of him but it was and I want him to do well because I've got nothing like, against the guy it just seems like a good vibes but he just he just seems so far from the level we need at the moment and that's mm-hmm. my big concern like right? you know what I mean so if we have to go and play him for a stretch of like 15 games you'd be concerned me personally anyway So I, I,
0: that... I personally think we were just playing him in the wrong role yeah I and, and i think we were utilizing him incorrectly yeah. and he looked way out of his depth he was kind of signed as this oh parte alternative right first and foremost like leroy said parte is a dime in a dozen right you're not going to get too many players like him even like established pros right Parte on these days what top five cms in the prim Yeah, is that am I being a bit overboard there?
1: I don't want to turn my opinion because the ops listen to this. And if I give my opinion, this will be clipped up. I'm not being clipped up. I'll say it for you. I'll say it for you. Top five later in the, in the prim- season. Series, yeah. Later in the season, I'll 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 put my I, opinion in touch with Gunas and I'll be releasing that information.
2: I know um, I I know what Leroy wants to say right now, but he, he don't want to get. I, up. I know he what, he wants, up. I know up, what up. he wants to say. I know up, what up. he wants to say. You know what <laughs> I'm, you I'm saying. Can, you can be You're... conservative. You can be conservative. It's in your I, nature I, anyway.
1: If I'm being conservative, top five is yeah,
0: top five. Yeah. Right. So to expect La to be of that level, I just don't. Think you know? I, I don't think that was realistic, and I personally think he looked much better playing as an eight. And that's the role I, he's been utilised in pre season as well. I think he looks a lot better. I think he looks more comfortable because he's a, he's a he's a ball player. He, he's he, he's got nice passes. He can you know he can he can unlock defences to a certain degree. I think um, yeah. I just don't think that six role is 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 for him. He's not tactically astute. He's not. Defensively switched on. He's not exactly press resistant. You know, he's not strong enough. He's not really athletic enough to play that role. I just don't see him in that sixth role. I don't think that's him. But eight, I could see it. I could see it. You know, you're telling me Lokonga couldn't do what Xhaka does in the eight.
2: No, I'm telling you, the think think I'm, I'm telling you, no. the I, are you, Jacker is better than conga bro. And I, I think promise. it's quite clear. <laughs> I'm, not I'm, no. saying, I'm not saying Jacker ain't better than Lokonga. I
0: think Jacker is better than Lokonga, but Jacker, Jacker's nothing but special
2: than the eight. But he has presence on the pitch, bro. I just think that, like, Lokonga can get blown over by the wind. Jacker wins nearly every single duel he's in, bro. And this is coming from someone who wants Jacker replaced as well, bro. Mm. I, don't,
1: I, don't, I don't think so, man. No. I ain't mad at keeping Jacker. Can't lie to you. Yeah,
0: no. I, I'm not mad at either. I'm not, as long as we get we sign someone who is, yeah, yeah, better, like starting quality. Um, yeah, the, some other responses here were uh, Enketia, um, Zinchenko, which I think is a fair one considering the Zinchenko. Is that
2: really, is, 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 is that really a surprise though? Because I think it is. Do you know
0: why I think it's a surprise? Uh, is I think it because the people it... who are saying surprise are the people who are who are like well on this Zinchenko hype chain. And they think that the people who do not like him are being overly critical. And you know, like a lot of people are just saying he's a, a mid left back. Thirty million is way too much. Um, I think there is a surprise element there if Zinchenko does well, because he could fair. shut a lot of people up.
2: Fair, fair, yeah, fair enough.
0: But both ways, really. If he if he shit, he would shut up. He would shut up a lot of people, you know. And he's if he's really good, he would shut up a lot of people as well. So yeah, I think I think there's an argument for him to uh, be the be the surprise this season. Um, next up, we got most improved. Um, heavy on Laconga again, and Eddie is just like a, another Eddie and Laconga. Uh, I, think, I, think, I think I put Eddie. Yeah. I think I put Eddie there, yeah. Some some Martinelli votes here as well. I think that's a decent shout. He's had a great preseason. Marcelli's probably been what in our top three performances performances in
1: preseason so far. It's a, big, it's a big season for him, man. It's a very big season for him. He, he's been superb, and to the point where, if because I was really high on Martinelli at the beginning, and I thought mm, technically he's not it, um, and I went off him for quite a while. If he ups his output and plays at the level he was playing in preseason in terms of his intensity, in terms of his off the ball running, if he opts his out ups his output, I think we'll be okay on the left but cuz we we're not getting a lot on the left last season we really need a lot more from that position but if martin only can up his output and keep with that intensity i think having gabriel jesus in the team is going to be amazing for him i think it's going to do i think i like that link up on the on the left cuz um jesus uh, gabby seems to be going up for both sides he seems to drift yeah. both left and right and he's not really favouring one side which is good and then maybe if we can have someone a little bit more intricate in that left eight that might be beneficial for him as well. Definitely. Um
0: that's my that's that's what I've always said as to why I think we're a bit lackluster out on that left hand side. I don't think we have that connect player. On the right hand side we've got Odegaard, mm. um, who obviously does that role and Saka's obviously um more technically Competent than, than Marcelli is. It's just better ball retention in general,
2: right? I've, I've, I think it was like you said. It was it was that whole left side because then I think that's a big reason why they was yeah. in Zinchenko as well. Exactly. because exactly. because they yeah. want they want better ball ball progress because obviously someone like Martinelli, he's not you know a combination player. He's reliant on service. He needs the ball in it, so the ball needs to progress better up that side. Whereas as you said, Tomiyasu Odegaard Saka, the ball moves quickly down that side, in not it? So
0: yeah, yeah. Man. I think I think if we if we now that we've got Zinchenko there, who looks technically he looks clean like really. <laughs> he, really. he don't look like he's gonna lose the ball and he, he seems to always make the right decisions passing is fantastic um yeah he just i think we can we can really build down that left-hand side and if we can keep if we can get him the ball he's shown he's a bit of a menace man he gets to the byline all the time you know um he's he's learning some post moves you know in front of goal we know what he's like already he's 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 got very good finishing potential. We just need to get him a bit more chances and get him in front of goal a little bit more. And I think that will come if we can um, add the right combination pieces. And I think we've we've kind of addressed that with with Zanschenko. So yeah, I think Marcinelli could have a really good season. I still think Eddie might pip him, but and I think I can see uh, Lira. I think you've you've brought this up as well. You can see Eddie playing from the left
1: as well, right? Yeah, I, I can see it definitely. I, I feel that. Because us, I think we really need a lot more from that left-hand side in terms of output. I think the right-hand side is too overburdened with our um, creative ability and we need more in terms of assists, in terms of goals. And in not just that, in terms of just contribution to the game. Um, and this is why Martinelli looks really good in preseason because even though, yes, he's getting the assists, it's more like he's just looking very, very active and very punchy. And that's what you need. You need someone who's just going to be a bit of a menace. Mm-hmm. And Eddie, I see Eddie doing that. I see Eddie... because. Martinelli runs a lot, but how effective is his pressing? When you compare his pressing to Eddie's, Eddie might not run quite as much as Martinelli does, but Eddie's uh, pressing is so effective. He's always pinching the ball. He's always making something happen. And I just feel that if Martinelli doesn't step up and Emil Sifro doesn't step up, I can see sometime Eddie coming in off the left and being quite impactful. Yeah, I can see it.
0: Absolutely, I can see it. Um David Ade, he says hot take Jesus will bank more than Nunez. Nunes just a South American Andy Carroll. I've heard this South American Andy Carroll thing before and it was for Edison Cavani. So we're in big trouble if <laughs> I won't say the name Anton, who said that before, but uh, <laughs> it didn't end up well last time, you know. Um so uh yeah, but I, I think I think Jesus could quite easily
2: uh, I I'm not I'm not sure Nunes, he will so. just because I think Liverpool are still a more complete team. Than we are, yeah. and but it's and but it's, it's Nunez is
0: probably not going to start every game though.
2: Uh, bro. He costs nearly hundred mil. They're going to fill that brother in eventually. He, he, he yeah, might be will. in that initially, but they brought that brother to start, bro. They're 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 not yeah. relying on Fabinho or Jota. No.
0: I think it would they're, take Nunez maybe a bit of a while to get started. Um, and you know maybe you know because I don't think Klopp really cares about that. Look at when Fab- they bought Fabinho for like forty million, didn't play him for like half the season. You know, I I don't think particularly cares about the price tag. It's it sure issue about I, what's fit in the team.
1: I see Liverpool scoring like 100 goals. And I see us scoring no. about 65. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. there's a big difference there. That's the thing. So there's a lot more goals scored around even off the bench. And I, yeah. as much as Nunes, and the thing is, like with Nunes, I need to set my stall out because people are misquoting me. I said he can't play football. The guy looked fucking abysmal on the ball when I was watching him. But he's active and he comes alive in a box and I think he'll get goals. But I just don't think he's a good player. Still wouldn't have signed him, though. So if you had the opportunity to sign Gabby or Darwin Nunes, ah, you would have still gone Gabby for Gabby? Aziz. yes. No, no, not even a question.
0: Right, right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can't argue with that. I think I would have gone for Gabby as well. I, I, I still quite like Nunez. I think he's going to score a lot of goals. I think he'll score a lot of goals for us as well. Um, but yeah, it's different strokes for different folks. Premier League top goal scorer... Uh, one hundred percent votes for Gabby Jesus. Well, actually, it's ninety-eight point three, and one one person accidentally clicked Gabrielle. So I think <laughs> I know they meant Gabby Jesus. So yeah, no arguments there. I'm guessing. No, no. H- h-
1: how many? How many goals do we think for Jesus? League, league, league. Um, what did I went? I went. I think I went for sixteen or seventeen. Right. Would you be happy with that? Yeah. yeah. It's not... The days of players scoring 25 league, it's not... They don't, they don't happen that often, man. I I'm might I'm I'm have to push that up to 20 still. <laughs> Yay, Brave, bro.
0: I think 16, I would be like...
2: I'd be disappointed I can't lie to you. I, no, I, I think it'd be alright. To be fair, as a first season, calm, because I know in addition to scoring, he's going to bring us so much more, you know, both directly and indirectly. So... I wouldn't be mad at it, but I just want, I want to brag about my man in it. I need an Arsenal brother to be back amongst the golden boot man. So that's, I need him to push it up a bit. So, and at the moment, you know, he's averaging, I think like three, four shots a game. So I need, I need that in there, bro. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough.
0: Um, last, well, one of the last questions is, what it do? Yeah. Right Flop of the season, so it's quite well spread here. Like, there's literally votes for everyone. I feel like people are picking on Matt Turner a bit. Twenty five percent of the vote on Matt Turner. I mean, God, people have really got it out for Matt Turner. You know, people gone for Cedric, but I went these, Cedric. I think. these ones aren't really for me. Like, they wouldn't be flops for me. No. Matt Turner, he was a free, he's a free transfer. Cedric, no one likes no, him anyway. Matt,
2: Matt Turner was like eight mil, bro.
0: Was he?
2: Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 it
1: wasn't. All oh, right, okay, okay, the lights are on, the <laughs> lights are on. Wait, wait, what? What? Yeah. It, what kind yeah, of yeah, line yeah, yeah. are you ordering? Rob, Rob we get, we, 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 we'd only get that for Leno if Fulham stayed twice bro. in a row. Wait wait, wait,
0: wait, where did they, where did we sign the shoot from?
2: From MLS. MLS, like New, New England. He's wait, basically a he traffic. He's basically
0: traffic. <laughs> no, he was, he was, it was 5.73 million.
2: That is still a lot, though. For an MLS player. Oh,
1: we, we, we sold Leno for less. That's insane. And, and
2: Leno is clear of that.
1: And they're the same age, I swear. Yeah. How,
2: how, how old's Matt Turner? No.
1: He's, he's, he, surely he's
2: not 30. I think he's thirty. Oh. He's, oh, he's 28. Yeah, no, just, he's
1: 28. He's 28 years old.
2: Yeah. I yeah, think yeah, he was having a young
1: keeper. No, no, no. He's
2: no. no.
0: 28. No, he's <laughs> been about for time still. Yikes wow
1: that That is is spooky business i can't like very spooky business i don't even know who i went for flop though because yeah as you said lewis flop is your expectations and uh, yes you're underachieving your expectations yeah i don't remember who i went for so who who did you who did you go for i don't remember oh you
0: don't remember let me try and find out who you went for chel do you remember who you went for
2: yeah, I'll put Cedric, because even though I don't rate him highly, he might still, you know, go lower on oh. my expectations.
0: Hey bro, you put F- Turner as well.
1: I do not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, fair enough.
0: Um, all right. Well, if we do do expectations to, you know, that, that argument, who would I be your
1: flop the season? Me, let me not lie. I am worried about Vieira. Really? He cost €35 million, Euros plus okay. four, €40 million Euros in total. Plus yeah. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. He, he looks very, very slight to me. I'm just worried about if he's going to actually contribute. But that amount of money, I'd expect you to be able to contribute straight away. Even if you have an adaptation season, even if you're a young player and you've got upside, I would expect you to come in and basically perform better than Smith Road did when he came into the team as a youth product. If he doesn't do that, I feel that's a flop and I'm worried he may not do that because he looks a little bit... He needs some... Um, he needs some Agusian panda jam for a real <laughs> a sap. I can
0: I can see it. I I, I do think the lack of preseason is going to be a bit of a hindrance to him and it wouldn't surprise me if he started slow as well but one thing I'm going to just bear in mind is this: he's going to be a signing for the future, right? So even though he did cost 30 what was it was it 35 or 40?
1: 40 million uh, euros, call it.
0: 40 million euros so it's a lot of money to pay um i just expect him to be again he's another he's another player who hasn't played a lot of um a lot of football similar to like to T- right Tavares played fucking like 30 games senior see, level see, before joining see, us
2: but you see the difference with him yeah i've already seen him affect games at the highest level i saw him against liverpool in the champions league for porto like this guy's got quality it's not like a Lokonga like situation where I'm looking and I'm thinking brother when's this guy this guy's got quality for me um and I think he will contribute I think he will be a slow starter as you guys have said and obviously the concerns is that he gets up to speed physically um because he is very slight he is very but I think he is he himself said in his interview he said I know I need to get better physically so if that, that's part of if the players willing, and he's you know he's going to put in the grafts. I, I don't think that'll be an issue long term but yeah I think it will be a slow starter but I think he will I like I said I think second half of the season I think he'll start pleasantly surprising people
0: Who, who's your flop of the season then I said Cedric no but like for what you expect and not reaching expectations expect
2: and not reaching expectation <sighs> can I get mine
0: go on yeah, yeah. give yours I think it's gonna be Emil Smith
2: bro. Or... I knew you were gonna say that, you know. I actually knew you were gonna say that. I just I knew well, it...
1: this guy has not dropped his agenda. This guy pulls his agenda
2: <laughs> and he's <started laughs> I knew you were gonna say that, you know. Ah I'm...
1: that's but, a man! You, know,
0: you guys don't think I've got just reason for
2: it. Yeah, I do mean... to, 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 to to be fair, I can't, brother. This brother has always had issues with injuries, and it's just and I I don't know if I'm it's I'm concerned, man. I'm yeah, quite I don't know, concerned. I, I, I don't know if it's but if you guys remember, like, remember how like Van Persie and guys like Clichy were early on in their career. They were always, always picking up injuries. So I don't know if it's maybe a growth spurt team that he might grow out of. But I can't lie to you; it does look worrying because this guy is always he just never stays. And and that's why I was arguing with Anton that time. I don't even think it's a case of Arteta not liking him. I just think yes, I can't stay fit long enough.
1: Yeah, you know he, needs he to actually to just three and sour chicken balls, bro. Yeah, brav, he, he, I hope can five chicken select. It
2: yeah yeah whatever man yeah. I, I, I i know that brother's living in morley's every week away. He's, he, needs saying, to, he
1: needs, man. He needs
2: yeah esr yeah he needs to sort out his diet bro or what i just don't know what it is with him bro because he the fact of the matter is he, he missed basically all pre-season he paid the first half against Nuremberg, and he hasn't paid a minute since and, you know, yeah, it's just peak, man. It's I would peak for him because that's my favourite player, bro. But I can't defend. The, the reality is I'll always be objective, bro. He doesn't deserve to be anywhere near the starting line-up the, the,
0: right this, now. Is, this is the thing. It's like, you see, we're pre-season, right? You look yeah. at players like Martinelli and you you look at them in, in pre-season and like you're like, fucking hell, they got a real spring in their step. We're, we're seeing, like... Oh, he looks like he's improved from last yeah. season, right? And preseason is massive to these players. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, really yeah. where they get to just work on their game, like continuously. You know, like week after week after week after week. And obviously, you play you play friendly games and stuff like that, but it's it's not the same. You know, like preseason is so important to you know young players' development because it's I, where you can just add certain aspects to your game, yeah. and you you can work hours on hours on it in the uh, on the training ground right emil smith Roy is missing out on all of that
2: and, and you know what the funny thing is esr had a good preseason last year which is why he started the season really really you know he had a really good first half of the season right um so yeah um i, I to be fair I, I can't put it down because I, I refuse to accept it but i hear you I hear you and I understand it a lot, bro. I, I, to, be, to, to be honest,
0: and and I'm I'm not saying he is 100% in a flop. I'm just looking at the players. It's hard to pick one, really. Yeah. I, I quite like all of our team. I like Emil Smith-Rowe. But if I'm looking at all of those players, I think, to me, he's the one that I'm most concerned about in terms of reaching their potential at the moment. Um, whereas I can't say the same for Martinelli, Saka and Ketia. Um who else uh maybe maybe it's an argument for the but yet Saliba I'm confident in in his like ability and 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 if he plays I think he's going to do well Emerson, I don't think he's even going to get on the pitch that much man I think he's just going to be
1: injured I would like to see him lean down and I'd like to see cheekbones
2: For real, you'd like to see what
1: cheekbones I, I want to see him lean down you think, you think, you think he's, he's a bit chubby
2: think you think he's a bit chubby mm,
1: I, I feel that he's I feel that that might be. Part, I have a a little bit of suspicion that might be part of it. Not chubby, but I feel like I'd like to see him a little bit leaner. I think it will help him in terms of. his mm. Interesting.
0: Yeah, if I haven't noticed that. I'll look out, I'll look out for it. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So all right, cool. We've done our. We've done our predictions. I won't go into the how many will X score and all of that stuff, but we'll we'll uh, we we've, we've done the the most important stuff. Um, let's turn our attention before we wrap things up to obviously our, our opening game, which is Crystal Palace. And it was the game that f- our season really unraveled last season. Um, and it's c- kind of interesting that, you know, we, we start here in uh, um, f- with our o- opening game of the season and it takes us back to that moment where things seem to be going swimmingly for us and then, you know, we were we lost that game 3-0. We got comprehensively smashed that game and our whole world came tumbling down. Partey went off injured and basically our season just crumbled from there, right? So is this a game that you guys are heading into it feeling confident? Or is there you know, is is the game last season really put in um like a black mark on this occasion and you're making you feel like oh this could be like a really really tough game
2: uh, i'm i'm personally excited for it because i think this is a good chance it's a good like sort of litmus test for me um you know part of the reasons we struggled you know well one of the reasons we struggled uh, last season was because we couldn't keep up with teams you know sometimes away from home their intensity levels i think um Palace is probably the best atmosphere in the Prem so you know it's going to be a hostile atmosphere it's going to be a hostile atmosphere they're going to be on to us um and you know we couldn't play out of pressure last season um when we were away to them we couldn't play out of pressure we didn't have no threat in behind um so it's going to be interesting to see if you know we've learned lessons from that so I think you know adding more technical security um Saliba up against Mateta will be interesting because I think Mateta battered us when we played them before as well so if um if Mateta if Saliba and Gabriel can handle Mateta that that gives us a good foothold within the game um Jacqueline party who I think that was one of the only games Leroy correct me if I'm wrong you know where they started together that they lost Jacqueline party usually they haven't lost many games together so um let's see if they can bounce back from that and I think and I think uh you know I think they'll think twice about being so aggressive in the press because what's one of the things we've seen this season um ramsdale long diagonals to martinelli um over the top jesus we know is a threat in behind so i just think we'll probably give them a bit more to think about this time as well so let's see how they react to that i think it's a case of them try us trying to make them react to us this time and you know having the tools a bit better to deal with what they throw our way um yeah. so and i saw elise say he's not fit as well so that might play into our hands as well
1: yeah totally what about yourself? Normally um, why- Nobody quite concerned about these games? I am. I'm very concerned about these games. Mm. Um, and I'm still concerned about these games. I feel like that we've looked really good in pre season, but I feel that this will still be a tight game. Um, I don't think we'll completely run away with it at all. Um, I do think we'll win. I think we'll probably win 2 1 with maybe a late goal at the end of 3 1. But I feel like it'll be really contested. And it all depends on what these midfielders are on today. Like, we need a real top game from Party and Shaka. Um, real, real, real top game because they need to compete and they need to compete hard. I'm hoping, however, that Palace aren't quite ready because they haven't had the same level of preparation as us because a lot of their unvaccinated players had to stay back, so, yeah. destroy the preseason tour. I'm hoping that we're physically in a better position than they are. Um, but, yeah, fingers crossed. I'm, I'm hoping, I think we'll win, but I think it'll be a tough game for us because I really, really worry about these games. Yeah, you mentioned Palace's
0: like stop-start preseason. I think um, they got off to a bit of a rocky preseason. Um, you know, they lost to Man United, they lost to Liverpool. Uh, I think they drew to Leeds, but then you know, last couple of games they've had all their players back, and like Zaha, I think was one of them. Um, Mateta had him back, and they seem to they've won their last two preseason games. So. You know, um, maybe they're finding their their rhythm a little bit now. But yeah, hopefully that gives us a bit of the edge that they haven't had the preseason that maybe that they would have liked to. Um, In terms of how we set up, do you think it's going to be pretty much the same of what we've seen in preseason? Ben White, right back, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko that the same midfield and, and the same same front three? You think that's how yeah, we line up? I, I, yeah.
2: I expect it to be yeah, the same team that started against Sevilla and Chelsea. I think it, it's it's pretty clear um, that's It's an pretty exciting much, team, isn't it? It's an exciting team. And, you know, considering, like you said, you've got Tierney Tomiyasu, ESR Vieira to come back, it starts to give you more confidence that, you know, there are greater, you know, selection of options that, you know, if one was to miss out, we can bring the next one in and, and, and it's good. So um yeah so I I like that team I think it's good enough on paper to I mean it's definitely good enough on paper to win the game but like Leroy says we have to be able to compete well um you know and but if I'm to be honest and obviously I think as Leroy said we have to caveat it because it was pre-season but um one of the things I was most impressed by in pre-season was how intense we were how intense we've been um so let's see if you know and it looks like that's one of the things we've been we've been working on heavily so let's, let's see if we can sustain that.
0: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Uh, any more
1: final thoughts to add on the game, Dr. Lira? Um, Not really. Uh, my only real thoughts actually are, I really hope Saliba starts well because he's going to have a tough day with Mateta and Zaha mm-hmm. and, 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 and all them. man. if he does, my propaganda is going into overdrive. If he doesn't, then boy, um, it could be a very rocky start for him because he, for someone who's a 21 years old, who has not played a game for us, or for some reason, he's been built up as a messiah, and he's got a partly some of it's our fault. Nah, nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I I don't think, think, not our fault. fault. I don't mean us three, I mean as our fan base. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is a a fault of the fan base because. He became such a polarizing figure and a lightning rod for the Arteta in versus Arteta out brigade and all that kind of stuff. But um, I, I hope he starts well because low-key, he's come back in. And even though, like I said, I keep saying this over and over again, I think that a lot of people uh, have are judging Saliba on the idea of Saliba and not what he is. I watch so many games of Saliba. He makes mistakes and he makes a good amount of mistakes. Um, and that's why I was worried about him as a young defender. But then if you look at him in terms of his fundamentals, his fundamentals are by far and away he's the best centre-back in the squad. The way he runs, his positioning, his footwork, the way he goes in challenges. The only better defender than him fundamentally is Tommy Asu in the squad. So for me, he, he's got the highest ceiling of all our centre-backs by, by a long way, but he, he does make mistakes. So I just hope he can start well, not make too many mistakes, stay switched on because... I feel that if he establishes himself, gets his confidence and gets a run in the team, he's never coming out of it. Mm. Provided, uh, uh, well, until, until we send him to Real Madrid next summer. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's, um, I think that's spot on to be fair. He's, he's a very exciting player and I think, like, he's, he's probably going under the radar a bit, but I mean, because he hasn't played for us, it basically is a new signing, right? Like, mm-hmm. and it's basically a new first team signing because he's going to be, you know, if Tomiyasu isn't playing, it looks like Arteta's got over this idea of playing Cedric at right-back. And, you know, Ben White looks pretty comfortable at right-back. You know, it's he's probably, he's probably not his best position, but he's, he, I like him better out there than Cedric. And I'd much rather Ben White be there than, than Cedric. So I think um, it's going to allow Saliba, uh, as much as I like Tomiyasu and I'd like Tomiyasu back, I think it's going to allow Saliba to have a real crack at it. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to see it, man. I'm excited to see it. Cause he's, he's a very exciting, see- he's a very exciting player. Um, and I think he can, he can add some real strength to us. Cause rather than relying on like Rob Holden to come in for those games that like Newcastle away, the fact that you got Saliba now, who's like a top quality defender. I think that just gives you so much strength and depth, um, that you don't really have to worry about or if Ben White gets injured or if Tommy Asu gets injured. You've got Saliba right there. You know, who might who might even be better than both of them. Who knows? Um, I'm just going to round it off on some listeners' questions. Um, M4F79, he says, do you guys think ESR is our modern-day version of Shavin?" I'm not 100% sure he's actually
1: a midfielder to his speed
0: of play and directness at times.
1: I, I don't think he um, uh, he plays like Shavin at all, even though I can see what you mean in terms of positional sense, like, um probably wants to play centrally but maybe better out wide i think he's better in the 10. i think he's even though he's like a low touch 10. he, he makes a lot of movements and he makes teams click um he, he's a top player um but yeah i, I don't i don't see the comparison to Arshavind as a player to be honest with you in terms of some st- st- style similarity
0: yeah uh not too sure what do you think Shona? Are you, are you back now
2: <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> What's the question? What's the question?
0: Does uh, ESR remind you of our Sharvin? Like, is he a modern no, day no. version of our Sharvin?
2: No, 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 no.
0: Fair enough. Um, that guy Daryl. He says, "How important are the first three games, considering how badly the first three went last season?"
2: First five, man, they're all winnable fixtures. So yeah, who
0: are our first five? I actually haven't paid so much uh, attention to this. away, Leicester. Leicester, oh.
2: Leicester at home. I think. Um, Fulham or we'll I think Fulham are in it. We'll away, v- Fulham Wormuth. at home, and then Villa, Villa at yeah. home. So and then we got Man United,
0: in... Everton, Brentford. To be fair, we've got a very so very favourable not... first eight.
2: So, there's an opportunity just to have a really good start to the season, man. So, mm. we just need to capitalise and take it. So We've so got a really lot way. of...
0: um d- d- In October, we've got Spurs mm. at home, Liverpool at home and Man City at home in the space of three weeks. Mm. So that means that we've got a lot of away games in the, the back end of the season. So, we've really got to capitalise on those home games and mm. make sure we're uh, getting some positive results there because back end of the season it looks like we're going to be traveling to all these places probably only going to have man united at home and maybe chelsea at home for the uh for the in, which is uh unfortunate but would you rather have the points on the board uh, i guess is which way you look at it right but yeah i think it is important to get off to a really good start because last year was just so traumatizing man and it's like you can you can lose the first three games of the season and I think we went 11 games unbeaten after that, but it doesn't feel the same because you're always looking back at those three games and you're like, "Fucking hell, man, we lost, we got battered in those three games." And you're always playing like recovery mode after that, you know, you're trying to salvage something. And even even we look back at that season last year I and mean, it's like if we'd just beaten Brentford, we would have made top 4. You know, if we just maybe got some signings over the line or whatever, you know, we would have better been
1: better prepared. I'm sorry to interject, Lewis. If Chelsea buy Oba and they get a decent fee for him, Barcelona, I will be livid. Fabrizio Romano has just tweeted, Chelsea are now considering Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang as their potential new striker. Discussions have already started with a player, but no bid for Barcelona. That's insane. I will go mad. If they get a fee for him, if if Chelsea end up paying like Barca a quick 20 mil, Loan for six months after us cancelling his contract and then I get a quick 20 mil, I will write. That is that is pretty insane. We have to put Edu on the barbecue
0: still. Yeah. Ooh, that changes the landscape of things a bit, even though I think Oba's finished. He's not finished. I think he's finished, man. He's, not finished. he's finished in the Premier League. Mm. He's not He's not, He's not. not the Oba we had.
1: He's not the same player, man. He's still capable of getting goals. In the yeah, yeah, I, I, I mean, agree. I would, be, I would be worried about that signing. That that would worry me.
0: Mm. Well, let's hope. Oh, Barcelona, Fucking hell. Oh, you're so fucking stupid. Jesus Christ. Oh. Shocking. Shocking clock. Uh, I'll do one last question. Um... <laughs> it says, uh, Ducks and Quack9, he says, will whoever has had the worst predictions do a forfeit that the fans decide. No takers?
2: did no forfeit.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, say that again? Say that again? Say that again. Said who,
0: "Who, whoever has the worst predictions to do a forfeit that the fans decide. Absolutely not. Not a chance who, on this. Track. Who had the worst predictions for last season? Because I feel like some, some people had us like finishing like ninth.
2: Mm, yeah.
0: I feel like Doctor Zero yeah. is one of them.
1: I, I, I don't like. Listen, I don't do forfeits. It's not. Uh, like, <laughs> no. My culture doesn't really take. <laughs> just not happen. I don't know who asked that question and what kind of culture you come from. Uh, Was that wrong? Wrong and strong? Yeah. No, 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 no. We just, we just don't do like um or that
0: with. Okay, fair enough. I think so we might have to do a forfeit after this podcast, though.
2: anyway (laughs) anyway guys
0: on that note we will wrap it up um shell leroy thanks for joining me um hopefully well actually we've got um we've got a palace We've got scotty Sachs coming on um patreon so if um if you are a patreon uh we're having the palace preview tomorrow which will be out before the game uh we're joined by a palace fan so we we can dive into it, delve into the game a little bit extra Sean, you're doing that right you're doing the, the patron piece tomorrow yeah yeah so that should be pretty interesting so if you aren't signed up to the patron um sign up and uh you can access that that preview before the game should be uh interesting stuff but hopefully we're back with the normal pod such pod um next week after a a resounding win man where we can just you know, dream about what this season is going to bring for us and be really excited for at least one week anyway. But, um, yeah, guys, take it easy, and uh, I'll see you next week. In a bit. Peace. it
2: to 2-2, two two and we've still got more than half an hour to go, and here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil!